Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and I'm sitting here with Tom... Dorian. Yes, sir. How you doing, Tom? Fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm doing really well. Good. I'm, I'm doing exceedingly well. You look well, well. You sound well. I know. Thank you. I feel great. Uh, it's awesome. You know, near-death experiences, you know, in the family <laughs> just really perk you up and make you appreciate everything there is to have about life. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. <laughs> and between the two of you, we've Man. two of us, we've had some serious experiences. You, you experienced one, and I, I am married to one. Yeah. But we're okay. Everything's good right now. I don't now. want to be on either end for no. a long, long no, time. No, no, you're exactly right. But it's, this is when it's good to have faith. Amen. So if you're wondering what we talked about uh, last week, last our last show was basically Pretty about... that topic. Yeah, when your world is collapsing around you. What do you do? Falling back on your faith and how powerful that is. And so that I'm thankful for that, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week now, so um, Ziggy is gone. He is. Yeah, so I don't know Dang it. if anyone knows. It's a lot quieter, have you noticed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's in a vegetarian yeah. tap dance class, which yeah. I don't really understand how that how works. How combine those? I don't know, but he does because he's very conscientious. And, Fascinating. Uh, and uh, so I don't know if I'd want to we'll actually see that. We'll yeah. get a report. We will find back. all about that. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be good. But, um, you know, we, we this week, it's uh, I always... We're telling people to send us an email yes. all the time, right? And so uh, what's so beautiful is people will do that. And you know what's even more beautiful? What's that? I get to hear it for the first time, just like our radio listeners. That's right. It's so going to be fun. I'm going to pop it out and I just we're going to say it, and uh, and it's only the first time. Now, um, I may drop my name out and put your name in to make you feel better, <laughs> a couple of these. but <laughs> I'm sure. Well, they're, they're addressing them to me because I'm the one that asks for hey, you know what? I'm easy. But there are some uh, references to the three of us, so that's a wow. good thing, right? okay. So here's one that comes from Grace, uh, and I love the way she signs it. She signs it, with Grace. Grace. That's kind of nice. nice. So, uh, hello, Deacon Jeff. I've always been an avid listener of the Catholic Cafe and WJMJ. Those are our uh, affiliate up there in uh, Connecticut. I like how you said that. Yeah, WJMJ DJ. Yeah, so glad you're listening there. And this is what I'll. This is why I'm reading this. For a senior in high school, this radio has brought a sense of peace and relaxation to me every day. I just want to email to say thank you. A senior. In high school. Senior in high school. So there's hope for the church. She is grace. That is, she's filled with grace, apparently. I see that. Hail full of grace. Amen. Right? Grace. And, uh, you know, hey, seniors in high school are listening. And she needs peace. Yeah, so here's the thing, though. I think she's kind of misguided there. Peace and relaxation. I'm not sure (laughs) uh, that she's listening to the right show. I think maybe there's a different show or some of the other shows. She's listening to me and Sam. Yeah, well, that's that's what it is. I know. It's not me because I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so here's another one. This one is also from Connecticut. Uh, and it is, no, no, this one's not Connecticut. This one, I don't know where this one's from. It says, Hi, Deacon Jeff. I first learned of your show on Relevant Radio, and I now download and listen to your podcast every week. You always say, uh, say to drop a line, so I thought I would tell you that I really enjoy your show. I really like when you discuss the Sunday readings and break it down. It helps me understand it better and makes it more applicable to my life. I feel that helps me better prepare for Mass. Dude, she's been listening. She has. I mean, this is what the whole point of that is. Exactly. Which is awesome. She's going in prepared yeah. for Mass. How beautiful is that? And she says, I also really enjoy the three of you. Your show makes me smile. <laughs> I converted to the faith two years ago. 
I guess she's still Catholic, so we're something's working, right? <laughs> we're safe. And love learning and growing. Thanks uh, to for your part in that. God bless Kate. So uh, thank you, Kate, for taking the time to uh, send you know us an email. You know what's cool about those emails is uh, they really do make you feel good. They do. You know? right. I wrote them myself, but you know, hey. I, I use names that you might believe, like Kate and Grace, and from Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut's a state. WMJW. How are they going to know this is fake? No, no, exactly. no. No, these are be- these are emails, and I just wanted to right. kind of bust a few no, out good. of the mailbag so people coming. Can, I love that. And uh, here's one. Now, this one comes from Tony from Australia. All right. So this one comes from way over there. I think an albatross actually delivered it. But um, I heard your show today on why we sin. I just wanted to say thank you for uh, thank you um, all for touching on this topic. I am still struggling with sin, as I guess we all are, but your show made me understand that Jesus still loves us. I know we will never be sinless, but I'll never stop striving for holiness. This guy's got it. Yes. Tony, we need you to have you, this you, person on the show. You are well, you know, Tony, when you get to uh, when you when you cross the pond, you know And land in Memphis. <laughs> then you're you're good to go. Um, no, I just I that's how beautiful that is. And that was the whole point of that show. Like we were talking about concupiscence and right. what is it that causes us to sin and why do we keep sinning over and over again and we have the same problems and all this. But the most important message in that so show was that no matter how much we sin the antidote is always Jesus Christ, Amen. and He loves us, Amen. and He will never stop loving us. It's nope. the, he's the perfect parent, right? The, the God is our, our our perfect Father, right? And He will never stop loving us, and Jesus will always be our brother, will always love us, and so that's a cool thing to note. Totally cool, especially it's easy to get in uh, way over your head, Very right, easy. and start to feel slippery like slippery slope, <clears throat> right? That like I don't. Why am I doing this? Yeah, and just give up. And I think sometimes, Tom, we've talked about when. I just don't know a couple of times when I've been telling you like things were going poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seemed like I just I'm tired. I, I it's, it's too busy and there's just too many things going on. I'm just upset or whatever. And you look at me and you go like, "Have you been to confession lately?" <laughs> and there's a there's a there's uh, you know usually I lie to you and say yes just yesterday. But but the reality is I, I think sometimes when we don't right um, you know when we don't go to confession in a while that that sin kind of it piles, piles up, up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Mm-hmm. And you need to like kind of scary. We're starting to say the same. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. We're finishing each other's That's sandwiches, weird, man. Um, but you know, my mom, mom would always talk about like cleaning out the system. Right. You know, you eat some crystals at three a.m. You'll clean right. out your system. <laughs> you well, you, we had that one show you talked about it in terms of the drain. That's right. Exactly right. Clearing out the drain. And so, so confession. I mean, it just you, you everything's is is better when you just that stuff right. is no longer a burden. Yeah. Right. You're not carrying it around. It's funny how it's all connected. That's right. And, and that's right. And I think uh, Tony from Australia realizes that we're always going to sin. Yep. As human beings, we're, we're there's not going to be a you know we're not going to not sin. Mm-mm. We we always strive not to sin. Right. Right. But the reality is we're going to fall. Exactly. So understanding that we're going to fall, but then also um, realizing that when we do, there's a reason to get back up. Mm-hmm. In fact, we can typically be lifted up. That's ooh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, see, and, and like then that. that's and that's what uh, that's what Jesus does for us. So now I want to read. Uh, this is another listener from Connecticut. Uh, and uh, good what morning. What is going on up in Connecticut? I don't know. There there are some holy people up there because yeah. they're listening to our show. Yeah. So, good morning, Deacon Jeff. So, obviously, she wrote this in the morning. So, I listen to the Catholic Cafe Sunday mornings and enjoy your discussions. I am struggling uh, with a couple of things that we as Catholics are taught to believe. I'm interested to hear your thoughts and hope you might offer some answers. When we receive absolution through the sacrament of confession and last rites, we are taught that Christ forgives our sins. 
no no brainer there, right? Perfect. Yeah, right? Here's my dilemma. Does this mean people who commit murder and other mortal sins just make a confession, get absolved, and will go to heaven to spend eternity beside Christ? Are we to believe these sinners are completely forgiven and equal to others who spent their entire lives as good and loving Christians? So she has hmm. two questions. That's the first one. <clears throat> so I, we we want to talk about this. This is yeah. this is an, an interesting uh, topic, and I I don't know uh, Laura. This is who's writing this. Laura from Connecticut. I don't know her, mm-hmm. and so the last thing I'm ever going to do is judge Laura. Can't do that. Right. Right. But this comes from Laura's heart. She's a she's a, a loyal listener to the Catholic Cafe, so she must be a good person. She's a great I'm just person. Figuring that part out she's myself. A great person. But I think even great persons sometimes we might see things. Maybe oh, maybe we need to see them from a different perspective, mm-hmm. right? So let's say there's a person that commits murder or some other quote unquote mortal sin, mm-hmm. right? That person, the beauty of our faith. Is that with a with with confession, mm-hmm. they are reconciled to the Father, and that's yeah. what confession does. Yeah. Now I, I want to be clear. No so, matter when it is, that's right. Uh, last minute before dying, right? You know, or yeah. early on, right after Tom first committed the murder, right? Exactly. You know. Yeah. So so, but here's the thing. I want to I want to reread a part of that, um, and where it says. Um, People who commit murder and other mortal sins just make a confession. Now, she puts the word just in there. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I pick on that word or, or bring it out is because it's not as simple as just making a confession. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you walk into a confessional after having murdered someone mm-hmm. and you say, uh, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been about 20 years since my last confession. And uh, about five minutes ago, I murdered somebody. For these and all my sins, I'm heartily sorry. Right. And then the priest says a few nice things, tell you to says three Hail Marys, and you're good to go. The, the problem with that is, at what point did I recognize that I was penitent? Not, not that the priest is ever going to judge, right? The priest, his job is to absolve right. in, the, in, the, in persona Christi, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, if, if I go in there and say, Father, I'm really not sorry for having done this, but I want to go to confession so I can go to heaven, he likely Same thing. will tell you... Yeah, yeah, you need to have contrition. If you don't right. have contrition, this doesn't work. Right. So I want I do I do want to assure Laura from Connecticut that conf, that confession is not complete without contrition. Right. In other words, it is not just a simple um procedure. Admission. Right. Well, was saying it out loud to a priest. Right. And and then That doesn't solve it. The the question is are you actually sorry? You really are. And if you're not, mm-hmm. then I think that Theologically, the the priests, would, theologians would tell you that your the, the graces of the sacrament are not there right. because you've put up a wall and basically said, even though I'm saying these words mechanically and I'm doing what what the book says I'm supposed to do, that doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Right. That doesn't mean you're you're reconciled, forgiven, etc. There has to be contrition. I mean, the catechism is clear about the fact that you've got to have contrition, and that's what. Confession is for that person that is seeking reconciliation, yeah. who is essentially sorry for their sins. Well, that's the confession is the ordinary way in which you are reconciled to the church, to you, to the Father, to the the person you've sinned against, and of course to yourself. And so, if you don't have that, it's an incomplete confession. Right. Now, the other side of this, though, is I, I do want to say that um, in a very respectful way to Laura is like. 
you need to stop. Don't worry about whether there's equality here. Worry about yourself is what you're saying. Well, I want to say it in a nice way because I really don't. I mean, because she's got a she's got a. That's your job. My job is to be. Well, a if you bad think guy. about some of the stories, like uh, I'm talking to myself too. Well, you know the, the 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 wages paid to the workers in the field, right? And the ones that get there that are there all day and complain get and but they get the same wage. They do because we're talking about heaven, right? Right. And so instead of saying that you get more heaven, right? Right. You you may have started early on in life. Yeah. But doesn't matter when, as you pointed out earlier, when you're penitent, when you are penitent, you are reconciled at that when you go through the conf- uh, the confession. And so it's like, but but Jesus always added those little stories about the, the grumbling brothers or the grumbling workers. Right. And I remember the prodigal son. Oh, yeah, the brother. The, the brother who's grumbling. Like, you never gave us even so much as a kid yeah. goat. Yeah. You know, we should be treated better because we right. knew from the very start. Son, you've always been with me. You've always been with me. Right. You've always had heaven as yep. your inheritance. Yep. You don't need or want more. We need and to so, be joyful. Right. And so we should rejoice because a lost one was found. Your brother. So, Laura, you need to rejoice that the the murdering slime ball right. that went into confession right in front of you right. is now reconciled. Amen. How beautiful that is. That's that right? is beautiful. Um, she has another question that we'll answer on the other side of a break that we need to take. Got to leave them hanging. Yep, going to leave them hanging. Uh, we're talking, we're opening up the mailbag. I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian, uh, and we are uh, just listening from our wonderful, or reading from our wonderful emails yeah. uh, from our wonderful listeners. Uh, and just want to remind folks before we take this break that uh, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com also. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Also, we got Instagram and Facebook, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that you like can, us. Yes, like us, share us, uh, share the tweets, uh, comment. It helps everything. Uh, get those numbers up, as we say. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so lots to uh, talk about when we come back on the other side of this break. We'll see you then. Bestrzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. How do we determine that we are following God's will? Perhaps if it is virtuous, then God wants us to do it. But if it is a pious, good, and virtuous act, is that enough to tell us that God has willed it to be done, and it is what He wants for us? This can get tricky. But St. Ignatius of Loyola can help. St. Ignatius of Loyola was a Spanish saint born in the late 15th century who became the principal founder and the first superior general of the Society of Jesus, better known as the Jesuits. St. Ignatius devised a simple test for determining God's will in our lives. He tells us that we must look at the fruits of what we are doing. That will tell us whether or not God willed it to be done. If it has good fruits peace, harmony, and happiness, then it is more likely that we are following the will of God. If it has bad fruits, discord, pain, and disharmony, then it is more likely that we are not properly discerning God's will in our lives. A man wakes at 4 a.m. every day and spends four hours in prayer, which would ordinarily be viewed as a virtuous act. But if he is married, he may encounter a wife who becomes angered by the fact that he is no longer helping her get the household ready for the day, making breakfast and bathing and dressing the children. St. Ignatius would tell us that because of the bad fruits of his morning ritual, the upset wife, the disharmony in the household, the man might be being influenced by the evil one, Satan, 
who often comes to us in the guise of light. St. Ignatius would suggest that if the same man prayed the same amount, but at times of the day more in accord with his family's schedule, the fruits might very well include a more harmonious household and a happier wife. Thus, St. Ignatius would tell us that this was truly following the will of God. So often in our daily lives, we need affirmation that the road we have chosen was indeed the one that God had intended us to take. While the world may tell us one thing about the choices we make, the fruits of those choices cannot lie. We need only to take the time to examine our actions and their results to determine if God was truly served in carrying them out. Because of his life dedicated to the good fruits of a faith-filled life in Christ, St. Ignatius was canonized a saint in the year 1622. His feast day is July 31st. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian. Present. Yes, and uh, we're talking, we're opening the mailbag. We are. Answer me this, we are just uh, answering some questions. Yeah. Getting some nice emails and just kind of reading them out loud. So, by the way, it's fun. send me an email because if you want yours read out on the air, mm-hmm. this is how it happens. It yeah. has to actually physically come to me. <laughs> the little digital ones and zeros have to shoot across the atmosphere yeah. and land on the my internet thing. Right, on my computer and then we will read them out loud. There you go. And some of these are great questions. So we're we're answering a question from our friend Laura mm-hmm. who's in Connecticut and she's I'll just re read the beginning. I listen to the Catholic Cafe Sunday mornings and enjoy your discussions struggling with a couple of things that we as Catholics are taught to believe. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yada yada yada. She asked questions about. She didn't actually type in yada yada yada. That that was my ad, my addition. Um, receive absolution through the sacraments of confession and last rites. Taught that Christ forgives our sins. This is good, but her dilemma is the folks that are do really bad things. Last minute confession, and all they have to do is pop in there, say a few words, and they come out like all squeaky clean. Right. So uh, I I wouldn't want to see this from the perspective of. Someone who's maybe jealous of that, because the other option you have, Laura, is go ahead and live a life of debauchery and just pop in the confessional. Right. But you're kind of you're risking a lot, yeah. Don't right? Do I mean, you don't want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 the whole point is that we live a holy life. But I don't want to believe in a God that has like limited mercy, mm-hmm. right? You want unlimited mercy. So no matter how bad it is, no matter how awful you are. There's forgiveness. Yeah. And it's the same level of forgiveness or, or a same level of, of heaven. It's like, I was lost, but now I'm found. Right. And that's a, that's a big deal. And I want the God that is so powerful, mm-hmm. so infinitely merciful, mm-hmm. that I receive the same treatment. Yeah. Right? And so, and so that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful it thing. Now, she also says this. My second matter is this. Why do people who are hurtful, sinful, selfish, and not close to Christ don't pray, go to church, etc.? Why are they blessed beyond measure with good health, full and happy lives? Yet so many of us who are close to Christ, pray daily, and lead good Christian lives are enduring poor health and numerous adversities throughout our lifetimes. I'm very anxious to hear your views along with any answers and or explanations you can offer me on these matters. 
Thank you in advance for your anticipated reply. I look forward to hearing from you. Regards, Laura. So here's the thing on this uh, the second one. That's a tough one. It is tough, um, but but there's a, there's several things going on here. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, um, hurtful, sinful, selfish, and not close to Christ. It sounds like Laura might know some people like that, and so yeah. the question becomes, Laura, is it is that is that your uh, role to determine? Um, their sinfulness, their hurtfulness, their what? Are, now you might have experienced some of that, and I'm not going to doubt that mm-hmm. you've been hurt by people before. So the first thing I would say is we don't know what's going on in their hearts, Mm-mm. right? We don't know what where they are spiritually, right? Right. So I would be cautious with the hurtful, sinful, selfish, and not close to Christ. Mm-hmm. They might be very close to Christ, but they've got a real sin problem. Yeah. Right, and sometimes closeness to Christ isn't always what keeps you from sinning. Sometimes Satan attacks. The closer you get to Jesus, the more Satan attacks. That's right. You know, and so so someone. So I'd be cautious about that. But also, let's be clear: close to Christ doesn't mean you just that you are evidently praying and evidently going to church. Right. So I'd also be cautious about judging based on what a person does on the outwardly. Right, because right? what's happening inward is what's really the thing to pay attention to, and that's not always our place uh, as Christians to look at others and kind of determine. Right. Now, in all fairness, you can pretty much tell if you're walking down, you know, downtown late at night, and someone approaches you and they're wearing a slinky dress and really bad makeup. You know, they're probably not on their way to church. Right. Right. I mean, and so you can pr- sometimes tell there's some obvious things going on there. Yeah. So in those situations, rather than say they're not close to Christ, you bring them close to Christ by bringing cl- Christ close to them. Yeah. Treat them with love, respect, dignity, pray for them. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't do it out loud as you're walking by, pray for that homeless person, pray for the person that's obviously um, stuck in some, some either sexual sins or some addictive behaviors with drugs or alcohol or something like that. You know, and just our mental issues that are causing them to be out in the streets. And there, there are some obvious cases where people need uh, to uh, to have prayers right. said for them. So, so you bring Christ close to them yeah. uh, is is a possibility. Uh, now, this other thing about um, how come those people are blessed beyond measure with good health, full and happy lives. So, this is a whole other issue going on. Yep. First of all, I, I don't know that they're blessed beyond measure just because they look good. How many? How many stories do we hear about Hollywood uh, celebrities, uh, rock stars, sports stars who live tortured lives, but they have all that money and they are at all the parties and they have all the drugs and all the big diamond earrings and they have all the seemingly uh, uh, you know relationships they want with whoever they want and it's paraded all over the magazines and everyone's supposed to believe that they're living happy and blessed lives. Quite, so that's n- so that's not necessarily going on. Right. Now, Laura may not be talking about them specifically. Maybe she's talking about people she knows who are, they seem to be happy, mm-hmm. right? And, and they're living a, a happy life, but they're, but they're not going to church, mm-hmm. right? They're not living. So, again, I would question, is it really happy? I think she also could be talking about herself. You know, what I think of is the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor in spirit. Right. So the last point I was going to make, Tom, I think is kind of along those lines. So, Laura, and, and I don't know your situation, but let's just say that you're, you struggle, whether it's health or finances or just bad stuff happens. Constantly. Right. I mean, I'm, I've been there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, that doesn't necessarily – I'll tell you this. 
um, this, you need to check out our show on redemptive suffering. Yeah. Because to some degree, and I do not wish suffering on anyone, mm-hmm. but what I do say is when we suffer, when we connect that suffering to the cross of Christ, amazing things happen. That's true. Jesus saved the world with a couple of pieces of wood. Mm-hmm. Right? The entire world is better than Boy Scouts. You know, they can start a fire with like whatever piece of chewing gum and sticks. <laughs> right. So, um, so he's able to save the world by his action on the cross. When we unite our suffering to his suffering, mm-hmm. saving happens. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's others. Right. And so sometimes for us, rather than worry about what another is doing and what they're experiencing what they have or don't have sometimes it's better for us to to turn inward and say do i have jesus amen and 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 that's what we need to focus on mm-hmm. because if we're if we're looking outward all the time we don't see ourselves yeah. and again i don't want to judge laura and you you, you probably have a lot of stuff no, that she just needs some help she yeah, just needs some some, some love guidance yeah, and that's what she asked for. And so that, that, that's my take on this, Laura. Uh, I am so thankful that you're listening to the Catholic Cafe, and I, and I wish you uh, well, and I hope you keep listening to the Catholic Cafe. And go online, because there's lots of episodes on redemptive suffering mm-hmm. uh, and things like that that help you understand confession, the full, the, exactly, all the d- different various aspects of confession, but help you understand the fullness of God's uh, glory. Right. You know, and all the plans he has for all of us uh, in each and every one of our lives. And so um, send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Uh, I really want to hear from you. I'd love to hear what's going on in your life. If you have a show topic, something that you want uh, us to cover sometime in the, uh, in the near future, uh, or if you want to tell me just what's going on in your life. Uh, if you want to say nice words about Tom, Tom really could use a few <laughs> nice words, and so send him, send him uh, an, an email as well. You can just send it to me, and I'll pass it over to him. Yeah. So in all of this, um, realizing, especially uh, you know Tony, uh, Kate, who we talked to, Laura, and we don't want to forget Grace, our high schooler. Yeah. Um, representative of all different kinds of folk out there who yeah. are listening to the Catholic Cafe. Uh, and send me your emails. I got more to read, and we'll do another show like this uh, in the very near future, but I'd love it to be your email. That would be cool. So send me your email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. To find out more about us, go to de- go to thecatholiccafe.com, our website, uh, and I'd love to hear from you. So with that, let's ask the Blessed Mother just to watch over us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, sinners, now now at the the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.